Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? This is you, Levine. Gule Wei, Orion de Peligrosa. T-Double. The mighty DJ Mel. This is Ginger Lee. Zilli. Protégé. Yo, 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 everybody, it's Toddy B. This is your favorite giant China man, CK. DJ K. Cali, you rocking with the feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. You are listening to the Feedback Podcast. With my homie, Back. And welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. And we got Byron in the house. Thank you. What up, what up? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. And we are live. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And I'm just going to jump right into it. Our guest today is the talented Jackie Vincent. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am good. Thank you for coming. We'll, we'll get into your... Yeah, we'll get into <laughs> my situation later. Yeah. No, don't ruin it. Now no, I can't not, surprise all my friends. No, it's a situation. They don't know what it is. They can't <laughs> yeah, see right. anything. you're right. You're right. You're I know right. It's video, but they can't tell what the hell's going saying, on. I'm just saying. I just said I like to surprise people if I uh, just show it up. They were just going to ruin it for everyone watching. <laughs> it's all right. I'm willing to take that bullet. No, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. I'm really excited. Thank you for coming. Really appreciate it. And if you have any comments, feel free to put them up on the, the Facebook Live feed. Uh, we'll turn the phones on a little later. Yeah. Uh, so people can call in with questions and comments and sing to you or ask you out on a date, whatever. This happened before. People oh, ask really? Me on a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your brother did. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to listen to that William. one. But gosh. But anyway, let's let's jump right into it. You grew up in a family of musicians. Yes. Pretty much. Your dad is known in Austin as what one of the best bass players. Oh, he's just known. He's He's just known? (laughs) (laughs) He's well, he's known for his smooth voice and charismatic personality and smooth bass playing, but mostly he's just been around forever. Like forty years he's been playing in Austin. So Wow. Is he from Austin? The whole family's from Austin? Nope. He moved here in the 80s. Oh, okay. Started playing music immediately. They moved here in 82. So oh. that's about 44 years. 34 years? I can't do math right now. Sunday. I think it's 34 years. <laughs> I think it's, 30, it's 34 years. So you've been playing music in Austin for 34 years, mm-hmm. but he's been playing music overall for about 44 years. Because he, he played in Ohio and regionally in the Midwest oh, before okay. he moved to Austin. But is everybody in your family a musician? Not everybody. I they rem- could be if th- they wanted to, but yeah. they're not everybody. I, I know William William played drums for a while, and also he, he made tracks for a while, and he actually was was kind of starting to kick ass at it. But then he got that job with UPS. Oh, yeah, Took yeah. up all his time, man. <laughs> <laughs> and now he just walks around with his, with his camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very artistic. Is no, it is. It, it, it takes great pictures. Artistic. Like, it's everyone a- in the family is very artistic, but me and my brother Andre are the only ones who really really pursued music the way my dad did was there pressure growing up like oh your dad's a musician you have to be a musician nah. any of that or your mom would like you're gonna play piano nah no my parents my parents are so laid back my dad my dad was already like like eight kids deep by the time i was born oh. so like <laughs> uh, another one okay what is one gonna do yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. what's this one gonna do <laughs> Yeah, painter, exactly. uh, musician, a doctor, architecture, a lawyer, doctor. Which one? I don't know. Freeloader, whatever. Don't care. <laughs> Just hurry up and grow up so I can <laughs> have some free time. Jeez. Yeah. So, what? How did it start for you then? I just my my mom signed us all up for piano lessons, not because she was like a tyrant, mm-hmm. but because she just thought, why not? If if you don't expose a kid to something. The mm-hmm. kid might not ever know that it wanted to do that. You know what I mean? That that's the parent's job. You sign it up for sports. You sign the kid up for music. You, you know, whatever one sticks is the one you support. 
But you, you try a bunch of them, or they're like yeah. I tried gymnastics. I tried painting. I tried drawing lessons. My mom, my mom signed us up for a bunch of things, but the one that stuck was piano. Wow, I mean, you pretty much grew up watching your dad play. I would assume, like in the house with the band yeah. and everything. Yeah, but he played bass, and you know, I was a kid. I liked Disney music. I wasn't into like you know old school Motown. So it just and also I was so used to it. Like he had been playing music since I was like born born and my mom would like go to his gigs like with me in the womb so like i was just so used to it It actually was just so normal <laughs> you were born you already knew like yeah i know this track i listened to <laughs> it <right?" laughs> i came out like let's stay together <laughs> but i was just so used to it it wasn't special to me when i was a kid you know i just hear him rehearsing in the back room and i'm like oh dad's band is here whatever and but i got attached to the piano because it was actually out of competition my sister was also in piano lessons, and she uh -huh. learned how to play all these really awesome songs. And then she would make fun of me for not being able to play them. Mm -hmm. And so I learned how to play them to get back at her. How long did it take you to learn? I don't really remember. I was like seven. But was it like little <laughs> riffs? No, it was this song called uh, Day at the Circus or something. Or Day at the Carnival. And, it, and there was another one. was a Saturday Night Corvette. <laughs> 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 Like, no, they were songs in this book called Piano Adventures. It's actually a really great piano book series. That It goes from level one all the way to level 15. And level one is like stupid easy, like just one hand at a time, right? And then level two starts putting them slowly together. And then level three starts making it like, okay, well, we put them together and you only played quarter notes in level two, but now we're putting them together and you're playing eighth notes. And it just keeps on getting more and more and more complicated all the way up until level 15. It's like whole pieces but you're already playing uh taking lessons because of your mom yeah me and christina that took that? lessons at the same time oh and christina would learn the songs faster than me because i hated the teacher um and then i would just go home and out of competition learn how to play the songs that christina had learned and uh yeah just kind of started there did you <laughs> did you do it like when i first learned not, not that i know how to play piano <laughs> It was more like, I can play the Mario Brothers tune or the, the theme song from Street Fighter. And yeah. That, 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 that was my... And, and Street no, Fighter. Seriously, nobody like told me, okay, press, put it here and press over here, press over there. I was like, okay, this sounds good. I would just keep pressing yeah, it. Okay, that's a note. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it. That's how the gal theme song goes. <laughs> yep. And then I would just keep going like that. And then we did the thing where... What's that song that everybody plays on the piano? There's two people. One does the bass. Uh, heart and Soul. What's the name of it? Heart and Soul. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 I never knew the name of that. It's called Heart and Soul. Oh, wow. Would you would you play that? Yes. Okay. I learned how to... Okay, <laughs> that, was so the first, yeah. that was the lesson one. That was the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and Christina would play that together. Hey, get closer to the mic. Oh, me and Christina would play that together. And then my mom was like, you guys should take piano lessons together. So then she signed us up for piano lessons, and the teacher was really mean and horrible. And so then um, Christina started to learn all of the songs that the teacher would give her, despite the fact that she was mean and horrible. And I would rebel, and I would never practice. But then Christina would make fun of me for not being able to play what she could play. Mm -hmm. And so while she was practicing, I'd like infiltrate. I'd like watch her. I'd watch each hand. Uh -huh. And then whenever she was done, I'd go and just do what I remembered seeing her doing. Man, the whole competition, man. Yes. And then I would learn to play the songs. And eventually, we both ended up quitting because the teacher was so terrible. After how long? Probably about a year. And then I took a year off. And then I found another teacher through my elementary school and I loved that teacher. And then I took from that teacher for like 12 years and I actually ended up um, learning how to play heart and soul completely by myself. How do you do that? How many hands do you have? 
Left hand place. <laughs> left hand that place. That's dumb, but I, I, I can't picture like. Left hand plays the bump, 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 yeah. bump. Yeah, and then the right hand plays the melody. But you're like this, or is it pretty close? I don't even know. Well, I mean, the only the keyboard span is only like this much. I'm pretty. You yeah, that's stupid. You can do it. Stupid question. You can do it. <laughs> I don't know. People, right. people play the piano no, all the time. No, you can do I know. It. I know. <laughs> but like when when I learned the thing, I was like, all right, so it's probably because you were a kid. Yeah, it was like you, you because <laughs> you're you know, way over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, play the thing with the thing. No, wrong note. Wrong note. Try it again. Try it again. And they're I'm like, like yelling. They're like twenty feet away. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey. Play, do the thing with the One, thing. One, two, three, four. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, let me show you. That's how you, you remember and it. And then you get up, and then you go all the way to the, yeah. Okay. That's how it was. So 12 years of piano. 12 years of piano before I went to uh, college. And so why did you go to, why Berkeley in <laughs> Boston? Why not? <laughs> I mean, not, well, I mean, you already, did you already know at the time that, okay, this was what I was going to do? Well, I, I had played music for 12 years and I had like effectively failed school and ignored school for music. Like I would not do homework and I would play practice piano instead. So like I had already made a choice voluntarily or involuntarily to play, to play music and prioritize it over everything else. Mm -hmm. So by, by the time I'm 18, here I am with like a, like literally like a 2.0 GPA or less. I think it was like 1.8. And it was literally because you found your thing. Yeah. It was <laughs> literally because I didn't care. It's not because I couldn't do the homework and couldn't study. It's mm -hmm. because it was either four hours of studying or four hours of practicing, and I chose practicing instead so because I got more reward that way. You know, my my the only people who knew about my grades were me and my mom. But I would go and play piano for people, and they'd be like, "Wow." Like, there was, like they just, I mean it. They would flip out. They'd be like, oh, my God, you can come over here anytime. We'll make you dinner. You can come already. Oh, we love you. Like, Wait, so you, you were playing just, shows already? Yeah, I was playing recitals, and I'd play in bands. And, like, mm. there was just so much more of a reward than getting an A on a homework. Mm -hmm. Just so much more reward. And also, my dad and my brother were both doing it professionally for money. So I was like, I'm going to try this. I was like, fuck this. Fuck school. I'm good at this. <laughs> uh, kids, if you're listening, uh, this is not. <laughs> yeah. <fuck laughs> school. No, 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 kids listening. It's all right. It's all good. If, oh, kids, if you're really good at an instrument, fuck school. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck it. <laughs> if you're really good at music, if you're really good at singing, really good at writing, and I mean really good. I don't mean better than your friends. I mean really good. But did you good know? Good enough to get into a really prestigious music school, then hell yeah. Forget about school. You have something else. But you really knew, like, at that point, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Hell yeah. I had already blown off 10 years of school. I already didn't know how to do math. I was like, <laughs> all right, look. <laughs> I slept through. If I wanted to start over, I would have to go back to, like, eighth grade math at this point. I've slept through every math class and missed every homework and barely passed every test for the last eight years. I mean, Berkeley... I already felt like I had sacrificed school, like, long ago. Man, what, what was I doing at that age? Like Eighth grade? Yeah. How old is that? Uh, about 13. Right, 13, yeah. yeah. I was listening to Wu-Tang Clan. And just <laughs> Wu-Tang! Yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I wasn't like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rap one day. No, no, no. Never happened. <laughs> Here I am doing the podcast. Whatever, man. This is 2016. This is the era of make your own job. Yes, that is true. That is true. Yes. I mean, so Berkeley had, you know, some of the alumni. You got John Mayer. You got Quincy Jones. I mean, that's pretty up there. So when you show up. Esperanza Spalding, she actually also taught there for like five years who did 
Esperanza Spalding. She, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. A really awesome jazz bass player and singer. So you show up there in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. And did they know of your dad or Austin no. at all? No. Just I mean, they knew of in? Austin, but no, they don't. You know, they don't know about it. People who people who uh, knew about my dad or my brother, it was because they came from Austin also. Oh, okay. So that was about it. But no, every city has its own world, its own ecosystem. But at the time, Austin wasn't uh, as big or wasn't no, really it was. on the map. People knew about Austin, but they didn't know about the individual politics and ecosystem of Austin. Oh, okay. Like, I bet you, you don't know who the Bob Schneider of New York City is. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they don't know who Bob Schneider is. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, but everybody here and everybody around Texas is like, hell yeah, I know that yeah, guy. Yeah, Bob Schneider, of course. Hell yeah. yeah. She's named everywhere. Who doesn't know that guy? You know, it's like every state, every city has its own, every country has its own scene. So, uh, it's a big world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I know? Yeah, right. Uh, so you're you're at Berkeley, graduated, and you pick up a guitar. Yep. Why the switch? Because I was really tired of the piano, and I didn't have the love for it anymore. I don't know how I lost the love for it. I like to blame it on the school. I don't think it was the school's fault. I think the school didn't help. <laughs> wait. So what, wait. What happened? <laughs> well, I had a few really mean teachers, and uh, Man, music they teachers tried are to, mean. <laughs> I know some of them are. They tried to shove jazz down my throat. Not the school, but the few um, piano like class. We had to take private piano lessons as a part of our whole curriculum. Uh-huh. Like whatever instrument your principal. So people would go there. Their principal instrument was trumpet or drums or singing. And in, in that curriculum, you had to take a certain amount of private lesson credits. And I just had the misfortune of always choosing the worst private lesson teachers. <laughs> and they would just try and shove jazz down my throat. And I was never into jazz. You know, I'm not ashamed of it. But doing piano, it was like classical. You were I was into classical, yes. Yeah. And uh, the teachers didn't like that. They were like, this is a jazz school. And I was like, no, this is a music school. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you mean this is a jazz school? <laughs> fuck you. So uh, so the <laughs> was it when you were performing piano, one thing uh, about piano that, that I guess is obvious is that there's not really that much of a connection with the audience because you're sitting behind this big thing and there's one, they can't see your hands, right? Depends on how you lay it out. You can put it sideways, but then again, there's always going to be half the auditorium who's there. Yeah. Oh, she's, uh, she's doing something. She's typing. (laughs) Doing something. Yeah. Well, I, I used to think that, and I, I would have agreed with you a while ago, but actually there are some people who are just so great at the piano. That oh no! It doesn't just, diminish from the talent. It's just no. As far what as I mean connect- is, they are so great at it, and they have such of a passion for it mm-hmm. that what you're saying, they actually find a way to transcend. Like there are some artists that are just so freaking good at the piano; it's ridiculous. And it's not that like I wasn't good at it. It's just that I didn't have the passion mm-hmm. for it anymore. I don't know how I lost it. I just did. <laughs> I and just it, did. And then the guitar is. The guitar has always been something I wanted to play, even when I was in the thick of playing piano, like when I was a teenager. But um, I just never did because I was like, no, I already spent all this time on the piano. Like, why would I drop it now? But then in college, I was so tired of it. It was so stale. And I was like, you know what? I felt like I had lost everything. I'd lost my love for the piano. <laughs> the thing that I sacrificed everything for, I'd lost my love for. Wow. And uh, I felt like I had lost everything. 
So I was like, what do I have to lose? I'll, I'll just pick up a new instrument. I hope it's good. So is it, wow. is it a pretty easy transition from piano to guitar? You have to teach yourself? I took lessons. I, I didn't want to uh, learn any bad habits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. But I, I, I don't take lessons anymore because I haven't been able to find a teacher that I click with. Teachers are hard. I actually think, <laughs> I think that's a lesson. Yeah, I, think so. I actually, yeah, yeah I Common actually theme. think that a lot of people quit music just simply because they didn't find the right teacher. Mm. Who are these people? They just what are they just mean and just try to? They're mean. They like teach you their way, and you're like, no, I just want to play, dude. And yeah, <laughs> they they either are mean or they're not very good teachers. They don't know how to adapt to each individual student. Every student is an individual. If the student doesn't want to play jazz, don't force the student to play jazz. It's that simple. The student wants to play Guns N' Roses, teach the student Guns N' Roses, goddammit. It's like, this is music. You know, like, this is music. Do what do you, you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, come on. This is not like some, this is not math. There's no right way to do it. You just do what you want to do, and that's how you flourish. Um, or maybe they're just uh, they're just jaded, or maybe they really need money and they're not doing yeah. it for the right uh, reason. Yeah, maybe they're bitter and they're they, bitter they, they, and they, they, th- they thought that by now they would be like performing <laughs> and touring around the world, and yeah. here they are. I'm teaching at this freaking school with these rich That's ass kids. I don't know shit. And That's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, That's a lot of it. yeah like, there's like a million different so reasons why teachers suck. Yeah, <laughs> a million. but there's also some teachers out there that are so good. I had this voice teacher. I still take voice lessons from her from time to time she's like hands down the best teacher i've ever had right up there with the guy who taught me how to play the piano just like those two people are just the greatest teachers i've ever had and they're like they show me they showed me that every field has a requirement for talent Mm -hmm. you can be a talented teacher like your talent can be teaching that is a talent and these people proved that to me. These people were just extraordinary. Was there um, a lot of competition at the school? Yeah, it was so oh, cutthroat. Oh my god, I hated it. <laughs> I locked myself in look that room. Look what I can room. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Your> but, turn. <laughs> but look what I can do. <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> it's like you guys. This is music. Everybody had a band. Every, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not, I'm at Berkeley, dude. I'm. I'm going to be the next John Mayer, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Yeah. Jimmy, it's free. Go for it. People like literally go and like buy the John Mayer guitar. I'm like, you guys really. Like, <laughs> you have your own skill set, your own individuality. And you go buy a guitar with somebody else's name on it. Like, So how long did it take you to learn the guitar? Starting uh, from scratch. Five and a half years. Five and a half years. Yeah. I still don't think I, I'm not done or anything, but I'm definitely able to play it. Yes. Very well. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you. I well mean, enough. Well enough. Cut well the enough. crap. Come on now. <laughs> I have a lot to compare myself to. That school was full of some monsters. I bet. Gosh. <laughs> that school had some monsters. Was there anybody in your class that like ma- like went off and did some, uh, became famous or anything? I mean, not famous in the way of like, fame is like a really strange thing. It doesn't have anyone. Is there like a recording artist that like? No, there hasn't been a Beyonce. Like, oh well, I wasn't on that level, but okay, sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, you say famous, and that's what I think of. I'm thinking of somebody that everybody knows about. Uh I'm not thinking of like, you know, the local level. Like, what kind of fame are you talking about? 
the fame where you mentioned the name and people know or people, you recognize them on TV? People in Austin or people in Orlando or people in New York or people in Arizona or people in France or people in Australia. See, it's very, people. It's very, no, it's people. very complicated. <laughs> Just people, damn it. Just people. Well, in that case, no, there hasn't been any Beyonce's to come through my school since John Mayer. So when when did you come back to uh, Austin then? 2011. Just after you graduated or? Yeah. Immediately. I didn't even go to my ceremony. <laughs> I was like, mail like me I'm the- out. I'm I got my thing now. Literally. I was like, mail me the certificate. Bye. So when you, when you came back, what was the Austin scene like? It was actually the exact same as it was when I left. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was easy to find gigs. It was, there was still. Well, it was actually, it could have been easy if I was like playing the piano. Mm-hmm. because I had picked up a new instrument and I wasn't, I simply wasn't good enough to play gigs. Like I couldn't even switch chords. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> couldn't even play for more than three minutes without my hands hurting. And like a gig at minimum is 45 minutes. So it's like, I literally was not good enough to play gigs on the guitar. I was good enough to play gigs on the piano, but I didn't want to start establishing myself as a piano player. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, yeah. the first time people saw me, I wanted them to see me playing guitar. So I actually hosted karaoke. Really? Yeah. And you were like, and singing or just? Well, I would have to sing whenever nobody else would sing. Because actually the host has to sing or else people don't know that it's karaoke. (laughs) 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 It's literally that simple. They just think that there's like a radio station playing with only tracks. They're like, oh, wow, this is an interesting station. There's no vocals. So when was your first gig? uh, It was probably about six months after I got. Oh, my first karaoke gig was six months after I got back. Uh, my first guitar gig was like a year and a half after that. Wow. I was like two years into guitar playing before I decided that I was good enough. Well, who you were you studying that was around at the time, maybe? Or that you met, they were like, hey, let me show you some stuff. Or? Oh, I was actually recommended a teacher by my mom's friend. And he was a really great teacher. And then he abandoned me. Ah, teachers. He just abandoned me. <laughs> I have really weird luck with teachers. I either have really excellent Terrible. teachers or just like, nah. <laughs> but he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot. I probably took from him for about nine months. And then uh, then he abandoned me. But were there other musicians that you bonded with when you came back? And No, I had to go out and meet them. And I would play gigs with my dad. And oh, okay. I would tell him not to tell people my names on the gigs. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, Dad, just, just say... Uh, Jackie, don't tell him. Don't tell him that I'm your daughter. Like I don't want to. <laughs> just trying to shed here. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be known yet. <laughs> so I would just my, go my, play my gigs like DL, like on the DL, like with my dad, just to get the practice. Because honestly, you have to play to get better at playing. Did you? Uh, so was there like a a show that really puts you like okay now this is I'm really doing this like really put you know put you on the map. Oh, yeah. It was when I won this contest off of Reverb Nation. Wow. Yeah, that was like a... That was... Okay, so I started gigging at about a year and a half of guitar playing. So that's when I started doing open mics. So that was when I was like, okay, I want to play gigs, but I'm not good enough, but I'm kind of good enough. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, well, why don't you go do open mics? They only make you play three songs at a time. That's not really a gig, but at least you're getting out there in front of people. So I did that for like close to a year same place every time or you no went i went to all i went to a different open mic five times a week every week for like almost a year wow also while simultaneously hosting karaoke 
Because that's how I was making my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so hosting karaoke, I'm doing open mics. And then finally, like around the two year mark of guitar playing, finally, I'm like, okay, I can definitely play for like up to an hour. Mm-hmm. And I have enough songs that I've worked up. So then I started playing like gigs around town. I would go to blues jams and get gigs that way. Or my dad would hook me up with like gigs that gigs that he used to play that he didn't play anymore. Mm-hmm. My dad would call them and be like, hey, you should hire my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, were you already you already playing blues then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing blues. And what 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 caught you here about blues? That you're like, okay, that's it. I'm done I just with. Had a feeling about it. I liked it. I like <laughs> you. Just like yeah, yeah. Pick up a new instrument. Done. All right. What's next? All right. I like I like sound of music. All right. Cool. Let me take that too. <laughs> well, that's how I was taught. Uh, it's it's fine. It's great. You know, you do what you want. You feel it, and you just go yep. for it. You feel it, and you go for it. That that's what. That's what people who want to play music should be taught because mm-hmm. that's what music is. It's feeling. How did uh how did people react at first? They flipped, man. It was so <laughs> weird. It was so weird because Why? I was like so bad. I was so bad. I mean, okay, so you're telling yourself short oh, here. You asked me what my first gig was. Yes. Okay. So I played an open mic on 6th Street. Where? Right? Where club? At VD Riley's. Oh, okay. Right next to Friends Bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I played open mic there like that was that was like after I'd been doing a shit ton of open mics uh-huh. and somebody was there that worked down the street at trophy room with the mechanical bull. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The place with the mechanical bull. <laughs> he was like, Hey, you want to come play at my place? You know, I'll pay you uh, $300 and you only got to play for two hours. And you know, it's from 10 to midnight and it's on a Friday and you know, it's going to be a great crowd. I'd really love for you to play. Do you have a band? And I was just like, and it was the first gig I'd ever been offered. And I was like, yeah, I do have a band. I didn't have a band. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a band. I'll pull it off later. But I knew that my dad had a band because my dad's been playing in Austin for over 30 years. Oh, that helps. So <laughs> I was just like playing it cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Time, date, great, pay, great, cool. I was figured if my dad couldn't help me out, I could figure something out. I just, it was my first gig. I had to take it, right? And so uh, I call my dad up and he's like, yeah, I'm down. And he's like, I'll call Rodney. Which, by the way, is a drummer I work with now. Uh-huh. And so, nice. like, he calls up Rodney. Rodney's down. <laughs> we get each paid like a hundred dollars, like nothing. And um, and we play this gig at the trophy room with the mechanical bull. How many people was it? Packed house, like he promised. There's like twenty five people there. <laughs> 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 Couldn't even hear myself over the mechanical bull. No big deal. We had to like bring our own PA system. It's horrible. It was oh, just wow. so much work for so little money and so little return. But it didn't matter because it was my first gig and I was stoked. And somebody asked me. Uh-huh. I didn't go, hey, let me play at your place. Please, please. I'm a starving artist. <laughs> yeah. I'm a karaoke host. <laughs> yeah, I'm a karaoke host who can kind of play the guitar. Can you help me? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. You know, they, they asked me and that was exciting. So after that, did you, you know, build well, a residency? Here's or? the thing. I had gotten that gig, right? Uh-huh. And I wasn't good enough to play the guitar for two hours. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like I didn't have the stamina yet. So I was like, okay, well, I'll switch back and forth from guitar and keyboard. It'll be a good show. Right. I've been playing keyboard and singing for like since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be fine. But I didn't have a keyboard. I had like sold my keyboard like before I went to college. So me and my dad go into Guitar Center the day of the gig. And I have, like, this dingy old electric guitar that somebody gave me. I had bought a better one, mm-hmm. so I didn't have any use for it. 
And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go trade this guitar in, get a discount, get some money off, buy a keyboard, play this gig tonight. So I'm like trading in this guitar and this dude comes up to me and he's like, hey, do you play? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, will you play any gigs? And I was like, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like very obviously hitting on me. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm playing tonight. I'm playing on 6th Street at the Trophy Room with a mechanical bull. Yeah, with a head shake like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you bet. Uh huh. What do you mean do I play gigs? <laughs> you know, like, I'm on 6th Street. <laughs> I'm on 6th Street in front of a mechanical bull, but whatever, I'm on 6th Street. And he was like, cool, I work around the corner from there. I'll come see you. And I was like, okay. So he shows up oh, that night. Man of his word. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, man. He, he was working. He's, he's, on, he's, on the, he's on the trail, my friend. So like, <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and he stays the whole gig. Like front row, just looking at you? Oh, no, he was enjoying the whole band. Because, you know, my dad's dad and Rodney are like true pros. Yeah, like, yeah. they're badass. Like, he shows up. He didn't even expect to, like. He thought it was just going to be like some singer-songwriter BS. And he shows up and it's like, Rodney's like, killing it. And mm. Dad's like, like, killing it, uh-huh. right? And he's just like, all right. And also, my dad has this 1963 Fender Jazz bass, which is one of the first electric basses ever made. It's like the first series. They only sold a 1,000 of them. Uh-huh. It's worth like $40,000. Anyway, so he's playing that thing. Turns out this guy's a total gear nerd. So he stays the whole time. And at the end of the show, he's like, Dad, I mean, um, what's your name? Is that what I think it is? And my dad's like, yep, 1963, Fender Jazz Bass, pre-CBS. And he's like, oh, my God, can I please play that? And my dad's like, sure. So he sits down, he starts playing it, and he's fucking awesome. <laughs> and at the end of the night, we're driving home. My dad's like, you know, if you ever see that guy again and he wants to be the bass player in your band, you should hire him. And long story short. He's still the bass player in my band. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's still the bass player in my band. Nice. He's, nice. he's the first bass player I ever called, and he's been my bass player ever since. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> ever since. And, and I worked with a different drummer for a while, but then we stopped working together, and then I hired Rodney. So it's like my band was in the house the first gig I ever played. How long ago was that? That was like four years ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's not that long ago, but wow. A lot has happened ever since. I it's bet. just crazy. And here's here's a crazy thing like about that story. So we went on tour for the first time as a band in August. And uh-huh. we're chilling at this really, we did this kick-ass gig. You know what Unplugged at the Grove is? Yeah. They have a, a similar thing in El Paso. So we played that in El Paso. It was so awesome. And me, my dad, and Rodney, and Alon, the bass player, mm-hmm. are chilling, eating free barbecue after this gig. And my dad's like, did you guys ever think that like four years ago at Trophy Room that like all four of us would all be here right now? Like four years later, like on tour, like we all were there four years ago at Jacqueline's first guitar gig in front of that stupid mechanical bull. And here we are four years later. We've come a long way. It's just crazy. It was this crazy realization. I was just like, wow, this is the exact crew. Because I remember... The first time I saw you was when uh, Will invited me to the Vincent Takeover One to One Bar. Oh yeah, <laughs> I went Seriously, like Takeover. Yeah. yeah, the Vincent Family Takeover yeah. takes yeah. over, and I'm like, I'm like, Will, you you didn't you never told me that your uh, your whole family is like talented. <laughs> yeah, like my this. brother was there that yes, night too. Yes, that yeah. was that was dope. That was <laughs> yeah. a really good show. 
He's that was killer. a really good show. Man. But when you said that people are freaked out, what did you mean by that? I played a blues jam. It was the first time I'd ever played a solo in front of anybody, and people were super into it. And it's funny because I found the video of that, and I sound so bad. Why are you saying that? Because I sound so much better now. <laughs> Wait, so hold on, but no, I mean, like there's no playing or singing or. Oh no, the singing's always been fine because I was hosting karaoke forever. I, I yeah, I sang every night for for a long time, you know. So and also I w- I had sung before I even went to college, so the singing was never. I actually think the singing is what saved my ass. Like I think people <laughs> forgave me for the guitar playing at the time because the singing was fine. You know what I mean? Because usually it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guitar player, terrible singer. And you were know? you were you writing your own uh, songs back then too? Yeah, but I didn't have as many as I do now, so I did a lot of covers at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's your favorite cover to play? I really love playing "Mercy" by Duffy, but that's solo with the band. I don't like playing any covers because oh, you have your own stuff now. Well, also what they do with my stuff is so great. Like they're such incredible players. I love like hearing the things they come up with. So uh, you went on tour in, in Europe. Yeah. Twice, right? Yeah. 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 What was the audience like? Cause they, I'm always curious because they flipped out. Well, here's the thing. Like when you, when you go to a show and you don't understand the language, yeah. you know, all you have is the music. You know, so like when I listened to hip hop growing up, I didn't know what the hell the Snoop was saying, but I'm like, I like that beat. Yeah, like that, yeah. The, the Doctor Doctor Dre is very good. I like Doctor Dre. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it was like, yeah, so hey, Doctor Dre, listen to Doctor Dre. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying, bitches, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. whatever, don't but, care. But all I got yeah. is the music. Yeah. So what kind of was that the kind of response you got when you went when you were touring in Europe? Well, everybody loves American music, and everybody yeah, listens true. to American music, and so it would be much harder. Like, let's say, like, somebody comes from, like, I don't know, Germany or something. Yeah. And comes and tours America and does, like, traditional German music. People it, are like, nah, nah. Yeah. Nine. Whereas. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. Yeah. Whereas everybody listens to American music, so it's actually really easy for Americans. Like, we don't speak a lick of anything else. And also, everybody already knows that, and they yeah. expect that. So it's like, oh, she's an American. Oh, she's playing the guitar. This is going to be rad. It's like that. They just have this expectation and and uh, yeah, Americans. Yeah, <laughs> Americans playing blues, especially Black Americans playing blues. They're pumped. Oh yeah, they're pumped. You know. Did they? Um, what countries did you hit? Uh, Poland, Czech Republic, and Germany. Why those? Because I could. That's those were That's my, you those were where my <laughs> connections were. Yeah. Oh. You know, you got to go where the gigs are. And uh, so, what's the difference between the audience there and the audience here? Actually, think? not not a big difference. I, I thought that they flipped out more, but people f- here flip out just the same. Man. Yeah, I, I always thought that, like, Europe would be, like, this crazy thing. But then we went on tour to, like, Arizona, and it was, like, the same. <laughs> <laughs> people were just as pumped. But, you know, when I first had come back from Europe, I would have told you that they flip out more and that they are more appreciative. But uh-huh. I found that that's actually not true. <laughs> well, so you went with the with your band, or I was went it? alone. What? Yeah, because each ticket's like fourteen hundred dollars. Wow! I didn't have wow. enough. The gigs didn't guarantee enough for me to think that I was going to get it back. Uh huh. Yeah. Traveling alone to Europe. Yep, for like twenty five days. Uh, wow! Props. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> it's Props. all right. I went and, to and like it, the safest well, countries on earth. Like, 
Well, I mean, it's not still. like I went to like Rio de Janeiro or something like. But like, yeah, I went to deep Russia and <laughs> yeah. played, played in Chechnya. <laughs> I played in Chechnya. Really cold. Yes. <laughs> then I'm gonna go to Rio, and then after that, I'm gonna go to like I don't know. I love gosh. playing in North Korea. That's my best. <laughs> I know North Korea is my jam, man. <laughs> they love my. They love blues. You never know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Any road stories? Oh you know, man. Oh, There's got to be some adventures, like, you got lost, you know what the hell, how, how to read you, the sign. I can tell you about the first, the first night of the, of the uh, West Coast tour. Because we, my dad really wanted to rent an RV mm-hmm. and drive it cross country. And I was like, well, if you're going to pay for it, dad, we might as well turn into a tour, right? Uh-huh. So I thought I thought that was a perfect opportunity to get the band out for the first time because you only need to make the connections once. Mm-hmm. You know, now we have all those connections to the venues that we played at, and but getting there once is the hard part. That's when you have to like kind of take a gamble. So my dad was willing to take the gamble because he wanted to go on a road trip anyway. So like we're going to El Paso, and this bus is huge. It's like an RV, and so it took us like eleven hours to get there instead of nine, which is also like. No matter what, that's a ridiculous amount of driving time. <laughs> and so, like, and so we're like eight hours in, and it's eleven o'clock, uh-huh. and we're in Balmeray, Texas, which is three hours away from El Paso, and it's like a it's eleven p.m. and we're just like, <sighs> we're all feeling like really hopeless, right? We're just like, what are we gonna do? We're in the middle of nowhere. We can't just park anywhere. And so we pull into this gas station. And the gas station says. Convenience store, RV park, bar. And I was like, Dad, let's just stay here. (laughs) 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 And Rodney, Rodney's like, did it say, did you guys say bar? Yeah, let's stay here. (laughs) So we park. It's like 20 bucks to stay the night. 20 bucks? 20 bucks to get all the hookups, the hose and the electricity and everything. 20 bucks. In the middle of nowhere. Like y'all probably the only RV there. We actually, it was surprisingly packed because I think it was like a famous stop because it had so many perks. Mm-hmm. It had the store and the bar. You know? That's all you need, right? Yeah. Right? On the road. That's, so all, like, that's right. all you need. So like we, cl- we plug in everything and Rodney's like, yo, so uh, About let's go bar. hit up that bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I need a drink. What the exactly. hell? I'm so, tired of this driving shit. Though. You know, like my, the bass player is totally sober from everything. So me and Rodney are like drinking buddies. When we go to gigs and stuff, after the gigs, me and Rodney celebrate. And like, so we go to the bar, right? And, uh, you know, Rodney's blind and he's about as dark as you guys, right? And we're in the middle of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. We're in the middle of Texas. Got, yeah, you already know where good. I'm going. Yeah. You already good. know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. He's about as dark as you guys, blind. So he's quite a spectacle for the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. Texas, right? So we're walking up to the bar and we hear all these voices coming through the door. And as soon as we opened the door, I swear, I, I wish somebody would have record scratched. Like, Aah! and everyone stops talking and they slowly turn and they just look at us. <laughs> and like, Rodney's blind, but he ain't stupid. So he's like, <laughs> he heard he's that like, everything like, stopped. He heard, yeah. He I, was just like, I'm being looked at right now. Yes. He's like, oh, this is going to be fun, Jackie. He like said <laughs> it through his teeth. And I was like, let's just get one beer, man. But of course, everyone heard us say that because nobody's talking. (laughs) They like turned the music off and they all looked at us. And so we go and we sit down at the bar and I like scoot the chair in and I'm like, y'all got beer? You had to say it like that? Yeah. I was just (laughs) like, I was like, yeah, from around here, are you? I was just like, y'all got beer? And the bartender was like, hell yeah, we got beer for days. 
Christ! Everybody starts talking again and everything's cool. The music starts back up. She's like, what do you want? But Roddy's like, you got Bud Light? She's like, we got Bud Light for days! <laughs> for days? <laughs> Alcohol crazy, bringing people dude. together. It was oh, crazy. Oh, man, I gotta give a shout out to them because this <laughs> Shout out to Gina Garlic at the Circle S Saloon or whatever the hell. Saddleback I, Saloon in Valmore, Texas. Have you stopped there again? No, it's like nine hours away. <laughs> I go there. <laughs> oh, Let's man, take a maybe, detour and go back to that yeah, bar. Or yeah. maybe I'll fly to El Paso next time. I'd like to go back. It's just so freaking far away is ridiculous <laughs> that's awesome but yeah it worked out we ended up getting so trashed she asked us why we were in town we were saying we told the whole musician thing we're a band then she was like well you got an album and she pulls out like from underneath the bar she pulls out like a ue boom <laughs> she's like play it and we're like all right so straight from a movie man. plug the phone in yeah. we play the album she's like this is you guys i was like yeah Duh. <laughs> so, like, so they start like flipping Obviously. out, right? She's like, oh my gosh. And she looks at this woman who's at the bar named Louise. She's like, Louise, we need to get more people like her in here. And Louise is like, well, you know, we got Dylan. You know, he does karaoke, he can do the DJ, and he plays the guitar. And Gina's like, Louise, Dylan fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Rodney laugh immediately. And Louise is like, Come on, Gina. You know, he's done a lot of good work. Louise, Dylan fucking sucks. <laughs> and she just kept on repeating it. Every single time Louis, Louise would try to defend Dylan, she would like just say the same thing. Dylan fucking sucks. <laughs> and then she'd like say it with a period after each. Dylan fucking <laughs> sucks. It's so funny. Like, Get real. Like me and Rodney want to make a t-shirt that says Dylan fucking sucks. Like, that's how many Poor times Dylan. she said that. <laughs> right? Poor I, don't, Dylan. I don't even know Dylan. All I know is that he fucking sucks. <laughs> Dylan fucking sucks. <laughs> All I know is that he fucking sucks. <laughs> so anyways, that's my that's my road story. Oh, that was good. That was, good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dylan. I'm sorry about you fucking sucking, Dylan. Sorry. That's, seriously, that's a shirt. Everybody's going to say, who the hell's Dylan? Dylan? Man, I, I, don't I don't know, know. but he just sucks. He just sucks. <laughs> he just fucking sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. If your name's Dylan, man. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. My name's suck, Dylan. Man. I'm sorry. Hey, you suck, man. You I, I got nothing. That's what Gina says. Gina got me so trashed. Oh, my God. She kept on giving us free beer. We paid $20. I drank like six beers, and Rodney had like four freaking makers on the rocks. And she was like, I don't want your money. We just wow. gave her 20 bucks. We got so trashed. The ceiling was spinning. God. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> it was a fun night. I miss I miss Gina and Louise and Dylan. Shout out to Gina and Louise and, and Dylan, Dylan, you suck. Dylan, you fucking suck, it, it, but I miss you too. Suck. In, in yeah. case you're listening, Dylan, you suck. You fucking suck, man. <laughs> uh, I want to get <laughs> I want to get to the the Colbert thing because how did how did that happen? Well, I've been going to New York City because I think it's important to go to New York City. Yes. If, if anything's going to happen, it's going to be in New York City. And I just always believed that. Also, my sister lives there, so I get a free place to stay. So it seems like a crime for me to not go. Right. All I got to do is buy a plane ticket. And um, so I've gone there like 11 times. And I usually go there solo because it's like Christina's place is a cardboard box. I can't bring my whole band. Mm -hmm. Be more expensive. And so I go there solo just like Europe. And I would just play these gigs. And, you know, if nothing happens, whatever. At least I got to see my sister. Were you, were you booking while you were there? No, or you I, would, just I would send out emails, you know. Oh, okay. Get the contact and 
you know, reach out beforehand. Sometimes I would apply for, for gigs on like Reverb Nation or Sonic Bids, and sometimes I'd actually win, and I'd get one gig, and then I'd try to design a whole tour around that one gig. Mm-hmm. But so I went there in May to see my sister graduate, and she she graduated like the beginning of May, and I played a gig at this hookah bar in Harlem. It's like in the basement of like a convenience store, <laughs> right? And a friend of the drummer mm-hmm. was there, the drummer of the Late Show Band. And she took a cell phone video and sent it to the drummer of the Late Show Band. And then two months later, I just got like this message on Instagram. On Instagram? On Instagram. Really? They can't look you up, go to your website, email? Say, on Instagram, Instagram, dude. I almost yeah. missed it, too, because she wasn't following me, so I didn't get it in my primary inbox. It's like... <laughs> It's like they were trying not to reach me, but also trying to reach me at the same time. Let's see if this girl's smart. I really hope she misses this. (laughs) Doesn't matter. I'd like to think that I did catch it, actually. Miraculously, I caught it. Uh But I'd like to think that if I didn't reply, maybe she would have reached out by other means. But Instagram of all the platforms. Not Facebook. Anyways, doesn't matter. So she reaches out on Instagram, and, and she's like, Hi, my name is, you know, Melissa from the Late Show Band, and... I was wondering if you'd want to come up and jam with us. Uh, send me an email. And the email is when I was just like, I was reading the message like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And the email was like, Melissa at CBS.com. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, it's just legit. legit. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. It was crazy. It was like this legit email. And I was just like, all right. That was in Hawaii when I got that message. Nice. Sweet life. So, like, <laughs> yeah, living the life, apparently. <laughs> Sweet life. Wait, so you, you get that, so they fly you over there? No, but they do pay me to do the tapings, and, and what they paid me actually covered the trip, so it was fine. And it, it wouldn't have covered the trip if I had only done one date, but they hired me to do five dates, so it actually ended up working out great. Oh, nice. And um, it's just funny because, like, the first conversation we had, you know, they asked me for my phone number so they could talk to me. Mm-hmm. And they called me up, and they were like, Hey, so we know you have a lot going on in Austin, but... That sounds so like, hey, I'm the producer, but I don't you, give a yeah. shit. Would you maybe want to come up here and jam with us? Maybe. I was like, Forget the maybe. I'm just like, I wish they could have seen... I'm glad it wasn't Skype. I'm just like, the, <laughs> enti- the entire time they were like, we know you have a lot going on in Austin. I'm sitting here like... What do you think I have going on down here? Sorry, CBS. I'm not interested. I'm going uh, back to BDs, actually. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to go play at Trophy Room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mechanical bull to perform in front of. Exactly, dude. Like, sorry, I'm going to have to cancel my winery gig. <laughs> <laughs> got to make sure my happy hour gig at the winery is canceled. I don't think I can find a replacement. Anyways. So they, they follow you over there. You, you meet uh, John Batiste? Yeah, I met everybody. It was rad. Wow, and you were there for Anderson Pack, yeah, and Mac Miller. Oh yeah. wow, I played. How? I played on that. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get to sing. You just played in the back, right? I sung background vocals. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find the video. You couldn't? No, oh. you didn't type in Anderson Miller, Anderson Pack. I did. Stephen Colbert. I know how to Google's. <sighs> did you type in Mac Miller? Uh, I typed in your name, so maybe that didn't come up. No, oh, well, no, <laughs> they didn't introduce me. No, I was, I, but I thought someone would link it, like to a local. You type know, in Mac oh, Miller, yeah. uh, Stephen Colbert. You'll definitely find it. All right, I'll find it. Yeah, you'll be in the back just chilling, dude. There's like, I get so much airtime on that video. It's crazy. I'm like center stage. I'm like right behind them, and like the light is like 
It's crazy. It's me, little Jackie. I know. It's I crazy. made it. Dylan, you still fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, you still fucking suck. <laughs> Dylan, this is how much you suck. <laughs> Look at me, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, Dylan. <laughs> Hey, Dylan, where are you? Somewhere fucking sucking? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, so uh, how, how was uh, Pack and Colbert like really, in person? In person. Really cool. Everybody was really cool. Like, I went there with my guard up because, you know, I've been, like, scraping my way to the top in Austin forever. And some of these people are total assholes. I bet. I mean, it is showbiz. and I know, but it's, like, th- not even big showbiz. Like, people in Austin, some of them, not all of them. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of cool people in Austin. But sometimes I meet... People who are higher up and they are fucking assholes. It's unbelievable. And I'm like, dude, you control one club in one town, in one state, in one country, in the entire fucking world. Like, why are you acting like this? So, like, I'm flying up to New York to go hang out with these people at the top of the actual top, not just the top of the Austin top, the top of the actual top. Yeah. And I'm flying there, like, okay, nobody's gonna fuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all paranoid. I'm all paranoid. I think they're all going to be assholes because, you know, if anyone has a right to be an asshole, it's them. Of course. Not at all. Every single person was so nice. I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you guys like poisoning my drinks right now? Is this a (laughs) trap? I couldn't believe how nice they all were. Sorry, we're going to cut you from the editing. I know, uh, right? Like, there's something going on here. Something's going to happen. My guard was still up. But no, absolutely. They were all so nice. Every single one of them. Did you you see uh, like a... uh, get a lot of fans just from that that appearance. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. I posted it on Facebook and I broke Facebook that day. The post organically reached like fifty thousand people. Nice, wow. it's insane. My highest number before that was like ten thousand, maybe, and it was because I had boosted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, really? I get twenty, I'm happy. You're talking yeah, about ten thousand, like it's nothing. Because I had boosted it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, it was crazy. I got, like, 700 likes and, like, 90 shares on the same post. It was crazy. I think my likes went up on my page. I got 300 additional likes in two days. Just from posting that. It was nuts. Oh, you got the Colbert bump. Yes, (laughs) Colbert bump. But here's the thing. I went back on the show two weeks later Uh and uh, posted it again. Not the same picture, different picture. And I think Facebook was on to me. They were like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, you have to pay up for this one. Uh. My reach was, like, half that. Mm. It's okay though, that's still a lot. <laughs> so I want to I want to get into the 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 music and especially when did you do the whole looping thing? Oh, the looping. How did that thing? come about? Yeah. Ah, I'm With Rod- Rodney and no, and the Rodney others couldn't only... play, and you're like, oh, I have to do it myself. So no. I'll do. It. Rodney only Rodney only joined the crew about a year ago, a little over oh, a year, okay. little over a year ago. So Rodney Rodney's a kind of a new addition. Um, like my first three, my first two EPs and first album mm-hmm. were not with Rodney. Only my latest album was with Rodney. So, so the looping, the looping machine, the looping thing. I got into that because I was playing a lot of solo shows because I could not get enough money to mm-hmm. pay the band. And my dad, he is a band leader and was for a long time. He's retired now. And he told me that the quickest way to lose a band is to not pay them. True. It seems really obvious, but a lot of people just don't consider that. And then their bands fall apart and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I didn't want, I had gigs coming in and I didn't want to turn them down. And I didn't want to put on a boring two hour acoustic show, like two hour acoustic. Oh my God, that's so boring. Just one person, like yeah. absolutely nothing else. Ugh. So 
I was just kind of like searching around for a for a solution, but I was still kind of playing these like 30, 45 minute sets other places. And um, one day I accidentally, I have a delay pedal mm -hmm. and I accidentally had it on this setting called hold. And um, I pressed down on it to, it was, I was actually practicing on this day. It wasn't at a game. And I pressed down on the delay pedal to get the delay going and I pressed hold instead. And it like, the light turned on, but there was no delay. And I was like, what the hell? So I pressed the pedal to turn it off. And then it started to loop what I had just played. And oh, I was so like, you didn't know you could do that? Yeah, with that pedal, I didn't know. And then I just like, I guess I was really, I guess I was just like really high or something. So I was just like this like really screwed up like, because I was like, what is going on? Why isn't it working? And it's just looping that. And I'm staring at it like, I can do so much with this. <laughs> <laughs> and like all the, all the time, this loop's going, it's like, <laughs> like this is the music like that I'm having this realization to. Like Simon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> Twist it. <laughs> Pass it. Da -na 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 -na. That's basically that's basically what I was having this like total epiphany to. So then I started looking into loop pedals and then I bought one and, and I just started arranging all of my band songs for the looper pedal. Mm -hmm. And it just, it gave me the ability to do guitar solos, which is really important because it's like, I want to be known for guitar and singing and songwriting. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that if I'm just doing these solo acoustic shows all the time. Also, how many chicks do you think are out there playing solo acoustic? Yeah. So many. Yeah. It's like I'm. It's like the biggest thing about music and marketing is that you have to make a niche for yourself. Well, you got you got to find. You got to stand out. Yeah, yeah, you got to stand out, especially in this city like Austin when everybody has a God. guitar. Yeah, everybody, everybody. girls guitar. and boys. Yes. So yes. Like, give it up for Justin, and Justin shows up with a plaid shirt with an and guitar. Yeah. yeah, all right, cool. Give Justin. it up for Melanie, and yeah. she shows up with a <laughs> yeah. dress and a long hair and a, you know, like I give it up for Jackie, and I'm like. Ah! <laughs> which one do you think they're gonna remember you know i'm like shredding around on the guitar it's like a beat going which one do you think they're gonna remember no. exactly no you're right you're absolutely right and i and i knew that but i didn't have the solution until i like stumbled upon it while practicing and i like but the yeah the the singing they say you, you've been singing since you were 16 16 and did you have to learn how to sing the blues because it has a distinct voice compared to other types of music right i did have to learn how to how to sing the blues and i honestly learned um by doing karaoke like blues songs well blues isn't everything yeah. so you can't really sing any modern music without singing blues mm -hmm. you can't so i would sing like adele and adele is like all blues pretty much and uh, aretha franklin and sometimes i'd venture into jill scott if i was feeling up to the challenge mm-hmm and I would just sing all these songs because I had to, because nobody else was singing, but I had to keep the whole karaoke thing going. Sometimes I would sing, like I would have karaoke jobs for like four nights a week out of the week, right? And like, I would sing four nights out of the week. And then the few nights I had off, I would do open mics and then the karaoke jobs would fluctuate and then I'd do a bunch of open mics. So it's like, I basically was singing every night for like a year and a half. Man. And it, it got my voice really strong. Yeah, I, I like the, like the, talky, singy, voice that that blues has, and that's yeah. not something. It sounds easy, but yeah, it's, it's probably not. not. Easy, yeah. Yeah. You just got to keep doing it, and you got to like. 
figure out exactly the tone that you want and you have to just keep working on it. And you got to do it in front of people. Because just because you can do it at home doesn't mean you can do it in front of people. Oh. It's like a totally different thing. It's crazy. I mean, you, you can break in life in the middle of it because you're actually just talking. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to finish the, the art, but... The devil went down in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. Because the, 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 the stuff you're saying... Is <laughs> I love that song, bro. I love that song, too. Me too. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I mean, you're. It is kind of the 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 lyrics themselves are deep but simple. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're just having the conversation, really. And but you, also like with but, so much emotion. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that yeah. that that's got to be tough. It that's is. Be freaking tough. It totally is. So as, how do you write? Well, you wake I, up in the middle of the night. Oh my god. I'm awake in the middle of the night, so. Oh, all right. That helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that helps. Stay up till like Get five. delirious. I got a song. <laughs> yeah, for real. I stay up till like five every night, so. I just jam until something comes out. You know, I start a loop and I'll solo over it and then maybe I'll get a melody that way. Or maybe I'll just get a melody sometimes writing in the car like earlier that day and I'll record it on my phone and then come back to it later and put mm -hmm. chords to it. That happens. But what happens the most is that I start a loop. I figure out some chords that I like. And I start a loop, and I jam over it until I get something. Sometimes I don't get anything. Sometimes I just jam. But there's no such thing as wasting any time, because in that time I jammed, I was practicing. Yeah, true. You know? So when when did you start to write your own material? Um, pretty much like a year after I picked up the guitar. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I wrote some songs on the piano when I was a teenager, but I really wasn't heavy on it. I wrote like two or three songs. Do you have like a whole catalog? Yeah, I have about three and a half hours of, of original material at this point. Wow. Yeah. Unreleased shit. Um, I, some of it's unreleased. Probably about 45 minutes of it is unreleased. Actually, more like an hour. More like an hour of it, yeah. Never performed? Oh, performed all the time, just not recorded. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's released bootleg on YouTube. Probably. Yeah, somewhere. You'd have to search for it. Probably. I'm not like Prince. I don't make people take that shit down. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dylan has a lot of songs. <laughs> but Dylan fucking sucks, so fuck Dylan. <laughs> but the, so, but, but the thing, and when we talked last time, you tell me how, well, you know, you're a solo artist, and you do everything yourself. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't do my own PR, but I do pay people to do it, and I have to make that money. So in a way, I do it myself. <laughs> the social media, all, all of that. I do it all. And Website, she, blew, she blew my mind. She was like, why don't you use a hood suit? Hootsuite, yeah. Hootsuite, yeah. yeah. It's like you schedule all your posts and shit. You oh, do it okay. all in like a couple hours and you schedule them for the rest of the week. Yeah, you oh. can do Facebook. Facebook lets you schedule through Facebook. I schedule yeah. my posts on Facebook all the time. So technically, you're, you know how to do digital marketing. Yes, I do. I, I'd have a lot to learn, but I feel like everybody always has a lot to learn no matter what. I've gotten a lot better at it. I've gotten really good at using Facebook ads. Really? Yeah. I now take I'm, some notes. Yeah, Facebook <laughs> ads are... They're fun now. They used to be like, all right, five bucks, whatever. Good luck. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You might, some people might see it. Maybe. Yeah. But now I know exactly how to do it. So uh, I want to, uh, we've been talking for an hour already. Wow. It's not over yet. I know. Still got stuff. Whatever. <laughs> so the live at the Strange Brew. Yeah. Why do a live album? Because Rodney is amazing. And like he brought this whole different thing to the band. Mm -hmm. And. I didn't want to do another studio album, 
um, because I had already done two studio EPs and one studio album. I wanted to do something different. I also wanted to, from a marketing standpoint, I was able to throw two parties for the same album. True. You know? Nice. Hey, watch us make the album. Hey, the album's done. Come watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. You might hear yourself laugh on yeah. it. I know, exactly. <laughs> like, well, uh, when they came to the album release, everybody who bought a ticket got a copy included with the ticket. Nice. But the ticket was like 20 bucks, so whatever. <laughs> so uh, the, the, so- the songs on it are from previous projects. Some of them Some are. of them. Some of them are, yeah. How did you pick which one to to put in there? I just picked my favorite ones. <laughs> I didn't want to release any of the new new stuff I'd written, like that hour I'm telling you that's not recorded yet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to release that. I want that to be recorded in the studio. And also, it's a live album. That's what live albums do. You record the live version of the songs that everybody had been listening to all along because they can hear a variation. Because the, they're so different from the studio versions, they might as well be n- different songs. I like the connection with the audience aspect where you're like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a sexy show. Yeah. <laughs> he just jumps that at the beginning of the song. This is going to be a sexy show. And people are just laughing. You know why I said that? No. Because my shirt kept on coming undone and showing my bra. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real reason. You would have uh, been go, at the go, live go, recording. Go see you the know. YouTube video, guys. It's on uh, Jackie Vincent. You uh, can yeah. see. There's like on <laughs> the video. I'm serious. Like you can see like my bra poking out. And actually, when I say that, I like look down at my shirt and I pull it up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, my my song, "Lost in Time." Yeah, I like that one because mm-hmm. it's reggae. Yeah, super roots. Yeah, of course. So I have to. Uh, but why? What was it? Because you would think about doing blues, and now you switching to reggae. Uh, like, what was your um, like jumping back and forth between the different genres? Well, the thing I'm trying to show people is that there basically aren't different genres. They're all blues. It's all blues. Oh. Yeah. It all started with blues. It wasn't before blues. Uh huh. It was after blues. It all started with blues. Yeah. That's that's blues. a shirt too. The only yeah for real. The only <laughs> thing that's before blues is like classical music and like Gregorian chants and like African drum circles. <laughs> And like Chinese peepaw music. Mm-hmm. I I agree. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not anything to agree on. It's a fact. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and so like, I didn't know. I'll, I'll like take it. Not even. Not even jazz. Jazz came after blues as well. Oh. Everything, everything that we listen to now, besides those super old, super classical like hymnal, mm-hmm. is all. It all started with blues. It wouldn't exist without blues, gospel, everything, Damn. and it all started in the church. Like slaves. <laughs> the song uh, "One Step Forward." Yeah. What was that about? That song is about uh, integrity uh-huh. and following integrity, and also um, having compassion and sticking to your guns when it comes to those two things. Like we lose this music when we fall for the dollar sign. Yeah, when we get greedy and shallow. <laughs> It's funny because the the first line was is uh they say freedom is on I can't I'm not gonna I can't sing this shit it's all right period <laughs> they say freedom is on the mind well we lose our freedom when we're too scared to fight one step forward is another step further behind and I'm like hmm is she talking about the election <laughs> <laughs> well I released no, no, the album in September I know so. I know but when KP was here when KP was here yeah and we talked about the brave yeah and she was like. 
Yeah, now I listen to my songs now with a different light because yeah, of the alcohol. Of the election, yeah, yeah, like it's so relevant, and I'm like, I like that line. This is really, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, maybe maybe we artists have a uh, way to tell the future or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I did not write it around the election. I wrote no, that, I know, I know you, I know I you did. But June when I heard the first line, so. yeah, when I heard the, when I heard the first line, I was like, oh, you think about that. All right. Yeah, like people think people think that they are going to elect this one person. Or, or um, they're going to get this one thing and then they're going to be free. It's like, no, no, you're going to be free when you decide to be free. And, and then when you try and, and put something in mm-hmm. place to make it so that you're free, when you put that control into somebody else's hands, maybe that person will move forward, but you're going to move backward. What's your favorite song on the album? Always Free. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Holy crap. And I love the video, by the way. Holy crap. The video. You've seen the Always Free video? Oh, the horse one. Yeah, the horse. Yeah, the horse one, yeah. So she's, a, okay, so <laughs> she wake, I'll see if I can narrate this right. You, you, you wake up, that's it. <laughs> um, you wake up, then you walk outside. There's two, there's two, like, different things going on. Yeah. There's a storyline of. Like you're I pretty much hate my life. I'm a prisoner yes. in my job. You go to you go to yes. you go to work in a cubicle, and then this lady comes next to you and slams this stack, stack of, of papers. papers. Everything's fluorescent GPS and reports. gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we could have those uh, TPS reports, <laughs> that'd be great. And then she puts on the headphones and she goes into La La Land, and then she's on the horse, yes. and then as a sheriff. Yes. And then she rides, and then she is. All Three slaves, are yeah. all slaves, like with like inmates. Prisoners, yeah. yeah, prisoners just digging. But I'm all the characters. Yes, and then she, <laughs> they all merge into one. She picks up the guitar, and then she she obliterates the guard. She zaps, yes. she zaps the, <laughs> the, the sheriff. Yeah, 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 yeah with yes. the guitar. Seriously, that was that's pretty cool. Basically, it's a dream about it's a it's a realization that I'm holding myself prisoner, that I don't need to work that job, that I don't have mm. to do that, that like. It ties back to one step forward. It's like you lose everything when you fall for the dollar signs. You mm-hmm. lose everything. You lose your integrity. And once you lose your integrity, you lose your freedom. Did that? Did you see that happen to somebody? Like after that happens about to, it to like you? all of our country, like our whole country. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. I hate this job. Got to go to work. I'm like, well, if you, if you hate it, why, why are you? Doing well, don't go. It's like they're like, well, I'm stuck. I'm like you're not stuck. You're stuck. You have you a choice. Like yeah, you're a master of your own. Like I need to make money. I'm like, well, yeah, you do need to make money, but you don't need to make a crap load of money. You you can go and work a job that you don't like as much, maybe not make as much money and still be happy. I mean, yeah, you might not be able to have an iPhone, but do you really need an iPhone to be happy? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) no, they don't answer. Yeah, updates. Yes, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) But you know, like that kind of thing, like people sacrifice their happiness for material things. That is true. People, man. What are you yeah. going to do? I mean, there are people living in places, they're living with nothing, and they are happier than people that, that who, is are, true. who are that like... That is true. I think people come up with fake problems. Yeah, exactly. You know, first world problems, and I'm like, really? Do you... It's like, your, 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 your phone get disconnected for a second while you're on a, you were talking to somebody, yeah. and you're going to bitch about that? Yeah. Like, I know somebody who, like, went to, uh, like, law school uh-huh. and uh, hated it and hates it. And he only did that because he uh, felt like he needed to. And uh, now he's like, I don't like the job I have. I don't like the jobs that are available to me. And I'm like, well, why don't you go do something else? And he's like, I just spent the last 10 years of my life getting this degree. I'm like, so? Better now than never. Yeah. Don't live in regret. Yeah, I'm like, so? 
I don't care what you spent the last 10 years of your life. Do you want to spend the next 10 years of your life being miserable in the next 20, the next 30, the next 40? Ah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's like you're you're holding yourself prisoner to something that doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you spent the last 10 years of your life doing. I spent the first freaking I spent 14 years of my life learning how to play the piano and I never do that anymore. <laughs> I never do that anymore. I hardly ever play the piano. I mean, I can well, you, play the piano. Yeah, you still it's like got riding it. a bike. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. But like, I can't remember the last time I played the piano. I think two Sundays ago at, at a church thing. And that wasn't, I don't think that can count as playing the piano. It was just like accompanying myself, like singing this little light of mine. All right, you're going to wrap things up because we've been talking for a while now. All right. <laughs> oh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, my website, JackieVinson.com. That's V-E-N-S-O-N. And also, my Facebook page is a really great way to pl- stay updated. But if you go to my site and sign up for the mailing list, you can get some free music in return. So Sweet. check that out. And the album is available. Spotify, iTunes, everything. All that good any- stuff. Anywhere. Whatever you use, it's there. <laughs> I guarantee it. Apple Music, Tidal, I don't care. Like, literally everything. And remember where Columbia you listen- House. Yes. <laughs> sure. And remember, while you're listening to this, think of Dylan. Yes. <laughs> and how much he fucking sucks. <laughs> This is good. Seriously, please make a shirt and wear it on stage in New York. Dylan fucking sucks. I swear, please, please. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Okay, you got it. Dylan fucking sucks. It's going to be like, Dylan fucking sucks. <laughs> it's going to be three lines. You know how to do the, the Trap Call Quest ones with like the, the a name per line in white? Do you ever see oh, those shirts? Yeah, yeah. yeah, just like that. Mm. Dylan fucking shirt. Fucking sucks. Yes, exactly. Sweet. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this was good this yeah, was really good thank you so much for coming thanks for having me and uh we're not gonna leave without a little treat from you but before that i want to tell people to follow the feedback on twitter facebook instagram all that good stuff we're on itunes whatever you use to listen to a podcast we're on it yes. just like you were saying on the internet just type in the feedback bak on your podcast app you'll find it and uh leave a review share uh, rated on iTunes that helps with the ranking. Uh, if you want to help us uh, with your wallet, that would be awesome. You go to thefeedback.com slash donate. And uh, that goes towards hosting services. We have uh, brand new equipment and really cool stuff. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to turn this over to Jackie. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, folks, a little treat now. I'm going to shut up.
do you live? Knowing each moment could be your last. Some people drink, some people smoke, all to run away from this fight. No matter how you choose to do it, that old clock is always on your ass. Time keeps on rolling. Time keeps on rolling on. With or without you, baby. With or without you, baby. JackieVinson.com, folks. Don't sleep. <laughs> Go check it out. Dylan still fucking sucks. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And uh, with your situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She she was re- uh, reenacting a scene from, uh, what movie was it? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. F- f- yeah. And she ah. was twisting yes. and she twisted your knee. Well, yeah, my my knee is all... But she's still performing, my, folks. My knee fucking sucks, much like Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> much like Dylan, my knee fucking sucks. <laughs> but your knee will get over it. I don't think Dylan I don't will. Think well, yeah, yeah. Dylan no, will permanently done. fucking suck, yes. It's done, it's done, it's done. My knee temporarily sucks. Dylan permanently fucking sucks. <laughs> She'll still be, be performing, <laughs> folks, so go check her out. Yes. Uh, JackieMission.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Byron. <laughs> Thank, Byron. Thank you. It's been a, been a pleasure. Thank you. Yes. Talk to you next time, folks. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. We're taking a break. We'll be back the following Sunday. So check out the feedback. BAK on the internet. Let's look it up. All right. Ciao, ciao. Peace. Peace. <laughs>